Hello, Chet Czar here. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. What is this one? One twenty-two or one twenty-one? I can't even remember anymore. Today's an interview with New Zealand artist Sam B, and it was a, a really great interview. Very interesting. Surprising how how little time he's been painting and how good his work is. Yeah, it's episode 121. I just looked it up. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing that today. And uh, let's do, before I forget, let's do the new pledges. Um, there's only one new pledge this week, and that is Ben Corvo. Thank you, Ben. If you would like to subscribe and you're not already, you can do it for merely a dollar. And you can go to patreon.com slash darkheartsociety and support the podcast for a dollar a month. The cost of a cup of coffee less than a cup of coffee that's what that's what everybody says now for the cost of a cup of coffee anyway um yeah that would be appreciated if you could do that that would be awesome because that's how this podcast gets made otherwise i couldn't afford to do it because it takes time and you know i don't have a lot of time from all the complaining i do on this podcast um Speaking of which, I'll com- I'm going to complain a little bit more. I've, I've been st- still recovering from the show that has not yet opened at the Bain Art Gallery, Bain Art Gallery in Australia, the administrators. That really kicked my ass painting for that. It was, it was rough, and I'm still kind of fucked up over it. But I'm getting back in the swing of things slowly but surely. And because I have a whole grip of other things I need to do, uh, painting, study commissions from a few months back, the dystopia book, large commissions, some from have been people have been waiting for a while. So I still have a lot to do. Basically, the rest of the year is going to take, going to be dealing with all that stuff. And I'm, Hoping, hoping, praying that I can get it all done this year and just all of the stuff will be done. And uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with me right now. Uh, my sleep schedule is completely fucked up. I can't go to bed earlier than two o'clock because I'm used to pulling these all nighters. So I'm trying to get back into it, get back into my meditation, which I let slip my exercising which i let slip i let everything slip so that i could finish this show so that's that's my life lately how about yours i hope you all are doing well out there crazy times crazy times crazy energy in the air i can feel it it's weird okay let's do the five questions so we can get on with this interview uh okay 
Michael R. Miller asks, since you are creating your own dystopia universe, do you draw any inspiration from what The Conjuring is doing in present cinema? I find it quite inspiring to see horror attempting something Marvel, Marvel has been hugely successful at. Well, yes, that's the ultimate goal. I don't know if it'll ever get past the book stage, the field guide stage, but the dream is, you know, there's TV shows, movies, comic books. I don't know if those will ever happen. I hope they do. Um, that's the idea. That's the dream. And uh, there's so much material in this world that could be worked with. So many different characters and spinoffs. It's just, it's huge. It's so big. It's uh, a little overwhelming at times. But yeah, so yes, that's the answer to that question. Uh, Ryan Case, do your monsters in dystopia roll their own smokes? Or is there some sort of 7-Eleven that peddles smokes to all these guys? That's a great question. I think some may roll their own, but I think they are being supplied somehow. They are being supplied. They're being sold or supplied or in some way. So that's the answer to that question. Uh, let's see what else. Andrew Hawkins, what do you want players to experience in a dystopia VR game? I haven't really thought of, you know, gameplay necessarily, but just the idea that you could experience that world virtually to me is the most exciting thing I can think of right now. Just to be able to go through these old messed up abandoned buildings and seeing people do these weird repetitious tasks for no apparent reason and you know just to be able to walk into the paintings would be amazing i i would it's again it's the dream it's the dream hopefully it'll happen um okay uh, 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 that was three, right? Okay, Chris Bolton this is a good one. Hypothetically speaking, if you could make any type of film, budget notwithstanding, what genre would you choose and why? That's a great question. The genre I would choose would be horror. No question about it. That's my dream. Another one of my dreams. I've got a lot of dreams. I would absolutely do a horror movie over any other because that's where, where my heart is. That's what I love. I would specifically love to do a zombie film because there's so many of them now. And so most of them suck. There's only a handful that are decent. And you have to go back to, you know, the 60s even to Night of Living Dead and the 70s of Donald's Dead and Zombie in, the, in 1980, in the 80s, and uh, you know, um, 28 Days Later is a good one, but there's not a ton of, especially new ones. So, I that that's kind of you know what, that's what I would I would do like I would do a really creepy zombie movie probably. That's probably, you know, if I could do any film maybe other than the, the dystopia movie. 
I still think there's potential to make zombies creepy again instead of these fast running super human. I don't know. The 28 Days zombies were cool though. Those were creepy. Zombie movies are, are have become or zombie stuff seems to be more about like action now. And you know, action's all fine and well, but I I like creepy. I like stuff that makes gives me the creeps. And it's lacking. So I, I still feel like there's a there could be a great zombie film made. Even with all the oversaturation of zombies. So by maybe by the time I finally get to do it, zombies will be back out of style. Because I was into zombies since I saw Night of the Living Dead when I was five years old in the early 70s. I really got into zombies when I saw Dawn of the Dead. I've just been, since Dawn of the Dead, I've been a huge zombie geek. So it was pretty gratifying to see Walking Dead finally happen and zombies kind of get into the mainstream. Uh, okay, so that was number four. Uh, okay, this is a good one. Joey Edwards, what do you consider to be your greatest failure? How did you learn from it? And how, if all, did it change you? I think my biggest failure was probably the band I was in, or the bands I, I was in, the music career. Because that, once I started, got into music, at age, probably I started playing guitar around 17 years old. I think started playing in, in a band and, and had different bands and throughout, uh, this was probably 85, 86 when I started playing in bands. And then up until the mid to late nineties is when my last band broke up and I just was like, okay, I'm going to stop this. It was, it's been, I remember thinking at the time, it's been 10 years of trying this and it's just getting, still getting nowhere. So that's kind of a sign I should, I got to give it up. And it was really difficult. It was really depressing and hard to do because that, I mean, that was, like I said, from, from the time, maybe, uh, 20 years old, I was to 30 or whenever it ended, that was my primary focus. I had my day job in effects, which I was happy with, but I was trying to make it in a band. Um, you know, the typical, I wanted to be a, in a successful rock band. And um, it just, you know, the, I, I felt <clears throat> the music was good. We, the bands were good. It was a few different bands. And it just never that thing never happened where it catches fire. Like little, little things here and there happen that would keep you going. And I was just so into the songwriting process and playing music is for anybody who plays knows it's just so much fun. But looking back on it, you know, I'm happy that it turned out that way at the time. It was just the most terribly depressing thing in the world, but I probably would have never become a painter if I, if I, if that didn't happen. So ultimately I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it didn't work out. Um, yeah. So, but, so I would consider that's the one thing I feel like I failed at the most just because not so much that it was the failure was huge, but the, the effort and, and the, you know, certainty in my own mind that I was going to make it as well. That was the other 
crushing thing is that I, I really, you know, believed in the music and thought it would happen. So, uh, yeah, that's the one, that's probably the biggest failure in my life, creative failure. And what I, what I learned from it, what did I learn from it? Mm. I learned that sometimes you, when it comes to, you know, visualizing success and all this magic and creative visualization and stuff, you have to know it's the most important thing is to know what you really want. Because once I didn't have music, you know, that goal of being a professional musician, I ended up realizing that more than that, I wanted to be a, a visual artist. That's what I was best at that's really that was my my purpose that's what i was meant to do more than music so um i kind of realized that you know my, my maybe what i wanted wasn't in line with what my destiny was or, or it's fucking dogs shut up hey sorry uh what was I saying? Um, yeah, that was a big lesson. Kind of, you know, know what you really want before you go for it. Because if you think you want one thing, but you actually really want something else, it, you might, it might be futile. It might not work for you. Or you might get it, and it might not be what you hoped it would be. So, all right, that's it. Let's get on with the interview with Sam B. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you for listening. What's up, Sam? Hey, Chit, how you going? I'm going good. I'm just hanging in there. Hanging in there? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. I'm a, oh, thank you, I'm thank a, you. I've been an admirer of your work for some time. Oh, We're really? actually Facebook friends for I think eight years. Has it been eight years? Yeah, I just looked around, just just watching you through the blinds. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> no, we didn't because I was just just quietly lurking, watching. Yeah, <laughs> you've been. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've been, I don't, what is, I would say the last two years, maybe you've been cranking out a lot of work and posting it online. And, and previous to that, I didn't, I mean, maybe it's been longer than two years, but, um, seems like no, recently no. you've been gaining a lot of momentum online. Yeah, it seems to be that way. Like, uh, to be honest, I've only been painting for four years. I read so. that. I couldn't believe it. I, I found, you know, Samantha B is fucking your career up because I went to look, try and do some research on, you know, Samantha B has that show full frontal. Yeah. It's a great show, but I mean, it's kind of screwing, screwing you up because the Sam B thing, but I was searching you trying to find interviews and I was only able to find one interview and mm. I couldn't believe that you'd only been painting four years. I know. It's well, amazing. It's, it, it, is, it is something. Um, I did an interview with um, some Latin magazine, uh, I forget the name. Yeah, <laughs> it's all uh, Latin. Uh, so Spanish magazine. It's all in Spanish. So oh, okay. I, it, 
So, <laughs> but online, I don't see a lot. I just, I only saw that one interview. Mm. I, I mean, well, you're, you're pretty new to the whole thing. So I guess, you know, very, very fresh, very tender, um, <laughs> delicate. Yes. I could tell oh. by your looks. <laughs> no, well, I, I basically started, um, painting when my son, my son I was the stay at home dad. Mm -hmm. So my wife worked. And she was awesome enough to say to me, like, you, you've always wanted to be an artist. You've always wanted to paint. So you're the stay-at-home parent. How about, well, she didn't ask me. She just went ahead and, and got a, um, a studio space for me. So when my little boy was in, um, in daycare during the day, I'd go off to the studio and I'd just paint. Well, I taught myself how to paint. And... I first thing I did was I looked at some YouTube tutorials. I looked at um, other artists that I might. Yeah, you were one of them. Um, looked at their work and, and thought, you know, I can fucking do this. Yeah. It's a technical problem, you know. Right. And you know, you probably know this yourself when you have a when you have when you're trying to paint something in particular. You have a there's something you haven't painted before. There's something you find technically difficult. But you push through it, and every time you do that from there on, you're better at doing it. Right. Because you know the technical challenges behind it. Yeah. So I approached it like a technical – it's a technical problem. How do I be a oil painter? Right. <laughs> but you know what, though? Not only – that. here's what's interesting. It's one thing to be as as good as you are after four years of painting. It kind of says a lot about the the whole issue of talent. You know, I mean, you got to have a certain amount of talent, in my opinion, to be able to paint that well in four years, like natural ability. But the other thing is that you have your own style, which is even rarer to to, to develop your own style so soon. That, so that's kind of a, amazing, really. Thank you. Um, well, the, the style that I've got now basically came about when I started, I wanted to be technically good at... Um, painting realism and um <clears throat> one of the uh like one of the early the earlier artists i looked at was um linear yeah we know we all know and love linear and oh, yeah. so i looked at her work and i thought fuck i want to do that right <laughs> yeah yeah that? i know when i first when i first saw her like that photo real stuff of like uh linnea strid we're talking about in case you didn't didn't hear mm. the uh <clears throat> it was like through glass and drops of water and like water running over people. I thought she was like an old lady or something <laughs> because her paintings were so good. And then it's like, she's this young, kind of pretty young girl. I'm not a girl, but a young woman. Well, she is a, she is an old lady. She tells plenty of dad jokes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I basically wanted to do realism. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I can do that, if I can, you know, and I'm not saying I'm, I was ever, I was any good at it, but I tried. Got to a point where I thought I can do this competently, and I was doing sort of some commissions, doing realistic stuff. You know, that and that was cool, but I got kind of bored with it. So mm. at the end of the day, I would start just freestyling stuff. And I think when you've got you've got a certain degree of technical ability, it's easier to kind of go off in a, in a direction. You, you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and then go back to that if you need to. So that's what I did. I just um, started freestyling and I thought, well, this isn't going to be anything that anyone wants. Um, and yeah, probably about like, probably about a year ago, that's when things started to really change. Like people wanted the the more grotesque and unusual stuff over the the realism. Right. You, know, you post something and it's kind of realistic, and they go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Some sort of meaty looking thing, and it's like, oh, <laughs> what's that? And that's how it kind of went, and it just seems to have got out of control. That's great, man. I mean, that's I, I think if you can, um, if you can paint portraits, if you can paint realism, mm. you know, you can kind of paint anything. I think it's a good starting place, you know, because I, I mean, that's for me, that's the most difficult thing to paint are, you know, portrait portraiture and creating a likeness. You know, it's not easy to do. And if you can nail that, then you can kind of do anything, I think. I think, yeah, if you can. The hardest thing I think uh, a lot of artists can, with technical ability, can actually do realism, but it's actually having some sort of soul. Right. You know, that's the fucking. That's, that's the true. Hard, yeah. You know. Um, so get those eyes, get those eyes done, and you can. You right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I noticed you have a lot of eyes. You've painted a lot oh. of just eyes. Eyes are so cool. They are. They really are. And. That's, that's, you know, you can humanize something. You can humanize a piece of fucking meat. Right. You put some googly, googly eyes on it and it's a, it's a human. Yeah. <laughs> <It's an animal. laughs> okay. So, you know. you, okay. You, there has to be some artistic background in your life though. I mean, I read that you, you did draw as a kid. I mean, were you mm. good at drawing as a kid? Did you do it a lot? I did. I was pretty, I was a bit of a, a drawing fanatic. Okay. And that makes sense. About, yeah, I was talking about it in my teens, so I just basically get these uh, these huge news uh, newsprint rolls, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would just rip off a big long strip, put it on my wall, and just go, just doodle for, and I do that for for days and weeks, just adding to it in these incredibly big landscapes. And then I'd make my own comics because I was obs- I was obsessed with comics. Mm. And what, what um, kind of comics? Oh, you name it, everything. everything. Really? Yeah. 2000 AD, it was probably the first one I got, you know, Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then started moving on to more sort of obscure ones, um, weird ones. Um, the art was the thing that always drew me in. Didn't really matter too much who it was, but it, yeah, it was the art always. So right. I'd just do my own comics. And yeah, and then I, I kind of stopped. But, mm, I was about 20. Why'd you uh, stop? Oh, woman and drugs. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> you know, it's not just woman and drugs. It's uh, something really superficial. Just, just life, man. You know, right. just, uh, uh, yeah. I ended up buying a house, getting a proper job. You know, we all, you know, a lot, a lot of us have had those proper jobs and you just, yeah, you yeah. It take, takes a back, back seat because it's not a viable option for, and it's the same. You now it's the case for a lot of artists nowadays. You know, they they have to hustle. Right. Not many of us are in the privileged position of being able to do this full time. Right. And, you know, it is a so, privilege for sure. I, I'm. 
I imagine it's even tougher to make a live a living for for yourself locally because you're where are you you're in uh, Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah, in, in New Zealand. So I mean, is your yeah. st- is your work accepted where you live, or is this kind of are you making more money from an international audience? International, really, really, uh, the states. Um, yeah, California, fucking love. Yes. I love weird. <laughs> well, it's true, you know. They they do. They, they do. They, yeah. Um, but yeah, more recently, it's kind of branched out into into Europe. Um, mm. A lot of Russians. Oh, uh, weird. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. They have Instagram, but they don't. Uh, I don't think they have Facebook. I'm not sure. Um, some things they don't have. Well, they have version their own versions, but. Yeah, you know that that's cool. They're sort of it's, it's getting out there, and um, people are people are into it, which is cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you're doing so. You're you're. I mean, I've never seen you. Have Have you shown in many shows? No. Have you shown in any shows? <laughs> uh, like two or three. Wow. Maybe? So unusual um, career path you've taken. It's fucking weird, man. Like it's, it's just weird. It's unconventional. Mm-hmm. Basically, sat on my ass and painted until people bought it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's fucking it, you know. In some ways, I feel really, really guilty that I haven't had to spend years doing this this gallery thing and this the, the gallery hustle. And you know what that's like. Oh yeah. And a lot of do. Um, but yeah, it just seemed to have gone. It, sort of took off through through instagram um, yeah yeah you're um, you're like a poster child the poster child for for um becoming becoming a successful artist through social media yeah and it's a it's a slippery slope though what do you mean yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel very uneasy that there's so much hinged on it what do you but, mean what why why do you what do you mean i don't understand well it's it's you're you're beholden like at, at the moment like today um and it won't be relevant when this comes out but um today instagram is having problems I think oh Facebook's- that's true yeah everyone's freaking out because pictures aren't showing up yeah so i haven't posted anything today i posted something last night but um yeah i'm seeing these people like hey they're posting something hey this i've just finished this and you know some different artists and i'm like Man, that sucks because they have to either re-upload it or hope that it comes out. But they've, they've lost that that immediate audience, right? You know, the scroll. Yeah, that. So the people gone past it. It's gone. They'll have to upload it again, or they'll just have to accept that no one's seen their their photo. You know, well, well, this is why Josh G. And that episode that you listened to three quarters of the Josh G episode. He, oh, uh, should be listening. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. yeah, it was great. But he said, that, you know, because of this problem specifically, mm-hmm. we should all have websites and we should all be, have a mailing list because, you know, they could just, who knows what could happen. They could just take, if they took Facebook and Instagram down mm-hmm. and we didn't have our, uh, a mailing list, I mean, even if uh, for me, if I only relied on my mailing list, I would probably cut my clientele down in half, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's like, you know, it is kind of scary, the power that they have. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably get a website. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> At least a mailing list. I mean, you have a website, but it's like it's a it's a store kind of, right? Your your website. I've got a big cartel, which, right. I, which I haven't actually um, officially uh, started. Oh. Although someone did buy something through it. Like, I found it. I, like, I found it. I think my wife uploaded a couple of things as a test, and then one of them sold, and I'm like, well, that works. Um, that's nice. Yeah. I should do something with that. But I'm I'm kind of in the process of, of figuring out the best way to do things with um, – because I'm sort of getting into this digital stuff as well, um, right? Which is, you know, great fun. It's great and fun, but it's hard to sell, though. It's tricky because people, you know, there's a lot of people who want it, but you you have to do prints, and that's fine. But right. where do you sell your prints? And do make, you do it in big cartel? Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I I, I make a, a good portion of my living from prints. But mm-hmm. but <clears throat> even um, even digital prints are tougher to sell than prints of paintings. I found. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, you know if if I have a good design that I messed around with digitally, I might take that and physically paint it. Because, yeah, because then I'd have uh, the option of doing two different prints if I wanted to. Plus, sure. I could sell the original as well. You know. Right, so you're yeah. so you're making most of your money from selling originals then. You've got the Brian Smith model going. Uh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's um, small originals. Um the operative word being small because I can ship them everywhere. Right. And I do, which is cool. Um usually framed. I always give people the option. Yeah. Um so that's cool. Um but yeah, the digital ones, it's it's a it's a tricky one. I'm, I'm probably going to look at just kind of putting those somewhere, whether it's big cartel or doing the society sex thing. I know there's, there's you know, it gets filtered down mm-hmm. um, with, with the money side of things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of want people to have the, the stuff. Right. I'm not, I'm not a hoarder of art, you know. Oh, well, right. I am. I wouldn't sell anything if I had the option. But, <laughs> um the same, so I fuck it. I'm going to keep it all, right? <laughs> but, but you know, just to get it out there, and then I don't have to worry about the logistics because all I really want to do is make art. I don't want to have to do anything else um, because I'm kind of lazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lazy, but I, not not lazy at all. Like singularly focused. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, it's funny because I get like. Uh, I, I have this reputation for being this crazy hard worker, right? Cause I'm painting so much, but you know, the truth is when it comes to things I don't want to do, I'm pretty fucking lazy. Like you can see my office behind me, how messy it is. It's like when it comes to all these practical things, I let that stuff slide. My house is falling apart because I'm so hyper focused on just making this art career successful. Yeah. You know, all my focus is on that. That's your job. That's your passion. Yep. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, luckily, my wife kind of handles shit, keeps life ticking along. Yeah, right. Thank uh, That's amazing. A partner like that is, you know, my wife is the same. It's pretty amazing. I think, well, it does make a difference if you can, um, if you're earning money, then you can say, no, no, I'll buy that. Let right. me let me buy that. Um, it's always nice, right? <laughs> I'm still like, 
Well, it's equitable, but um, yeah, you know, I think you, you know, personally, that's like like you. I've got this work ethic in terms of um, creation, you know, creating art that I that's all I think about a lot of the time. Right. I dream about really. And, oh yeah, I I yeah, I wake up with a things in my head about you know colors mainly oh that's cool yeah you, you know your colors are really unusual that's one thing that sets you apart and makes you recognizable is, is you use a lot of these really weird bright colors and oranges and reds it's really mm. interesting yeah well i just don't give a fuck <laughs> I, just, I just choose the colors that i like and i always get asked you know what's your process how do you map this out and i i I like that red. I like that orange. I've got a fucking huge amount of paint because I was, I'm obsessed with buying, you know, paint is just everything. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I just basically dig through and I pull some out and go, that's, those are the colors I'm going to use. And then I just freestyle it and chuck in whatever colors. I don't, I don't really care about chroma or if this works with that. If they, if they actually oppose each other violently, that's actually better than right. my opinion. Because it's kind of visually jarring. Yeah, yeah. But the, the the other weird thing is that, and this is only a recent thing, um, I told a few people about this. Um, I've kind of developed this uh, synesthesia thing. You know, you know what that is. Oh yeah, I've got it for flavors. Words oh. ha- words have flavors to me. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> like well, Sam, good. Sam, especially mm-hmm. names. Sam tastes like. Uh, a bologna sandwich with mustard. Yeah, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's embarrassing <laughs> to me. Right. I'm very peculiar. <laughs> Sam, like a bologna sandwich. Yeah, and it's like it's been that way my whole life, and I, I only started realizing it in my 30s. I'm 51 now. And right. when I was about like 35, I think, I realized I had these associations with flavors, and I looked it up, and it's called Lux, Luxical gastatorial synesthesia it's like soup it's like one of the most rare synesthesias yeah it's not the cool Sam. ones like we're with colors and sound it's like the dumb one with flavors <laughs> like a um a victorian venereal disease <laughs> yeah, <it's holy. laughs> but, so so good. what's what's your synesthesia i'm fascinated with this. it's color it's it's uh and i only noticed it i i kind of noticed it when i started using a lot of brighter colors um and in the last sort of six months or so it's got to the point like initially i thought well i'm, I'm clearly losing my fucking mind um how does great. it manifest so i put i put the colors out when i'm choosing colors i put them on my palette and i'm and certain colors particularly reds reds and pinks are the strongest one they have they have an oral um, tone, like a sine wave, mm-hmm. and it's almost like tinnitus. And yeah, I can, I can kind of like a. Mm. You can hear the color. Yeah, so it basically wow. it's fucking weird, man. And it's <laughs> but the weirdest thing is in the last bit, like so I've started, I started noticing it, and I realized like oh, this is obviously a thing. And I kind of looked half ass looked it up, and it's like oh that's yeah okay it's an that that'll do right. <laughs> Because, um, but now when I mix certain colors together, it's almost like a, like a bunch of little sine waves. 
going off like you know and to the point where if i'm listening to music i listen to a lot of music is i have to change the music to fit with what i'm painting wow that is so cool yeah man (laughs) now it's like this is cool (laughs) i'm a mutant you know yeah yeah that's so cool i can't kill anyone or save anyone but i can i have this thing yeah (laughs) you know that there's a a a friend of mine an artist named steve clef do you know steve clef i don't sounds familiar on facebook he's in the dark art society he's a uh um he takes my my mentoring class on patreon so i'm like doing skype conferences with him and, and talking to him about his art but he's really good and he does watercolor paintings and he uses actually kind of weird colors like you do really kind of saturated colors. Um, but he's painting in watercolor, but he's got like his synesthesia is like he, he, he sees emotions as colors. Mm. So it's like, he can kind of, he, if he can sense too, if you like, he's talking to you and you're in a weird mood, he can sense it and he'll get colors like a color read on you really oh. weird yeah and so he applies that to his artwork as well that's more of an aura that's that's kind of getting into you into your aura really, yeah ma- yeah i don't know if it's if it's like that or if he has the sense of a color because i know with mine it's not like i actually taste a bologna sandwich when i hear the the name sam it's like i know what that sensation feels like and it's just kind of like this automatic it just yeah. Sam tastes like a bologna sandwich. It's just yeah. it's just that way for me. Like it's just mental mental process. Yeah, yeah. It's like this, you know, cross wiring in the brain. But it's interesting. I think a lot of artists maybe have that to some degree. Yeah, I think there, there's definitely um, there's different types of you know mental um, ailments that <laughs> <laughs> plague us. I, I, I suppose, but. Um, but no, I, I, you know, it's something I've found it's got stronger. And I, it's a trip. I used to have it like at all. But I think that since I've started painting, it's kind of, and painting sort of, you know, later and not really doing anything for a long time, that suddenly my, this thing was unlocked in a way. And it yeah. started flowing. That's what's know? fascinating. Because, <clears throat> you know, yeah, I've never heard of it developing later in life. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I didn't know anything about it until it sort of started happening. So, so you know, it's just a thing. It's just a thing that's happening. So, I'm <laughs> this is interesting, but, though. This is, I mean, this is, this is good for your artist statement. This kind of stuff is interesting. People love to hear about this sort of thing. Yeah, I fucking hate artist statements. I know, it's, but you, it's it's like taking out the what? garbage. You got to take out the garbage. You got personal stuff. You know, like there, it's it's that third person. Like Sam B is an artist. I know, but but it's it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's there's a lot of distasteful things we have to do when you know you, you got to do what you got to. It's like you got to do these certain things well, to, to a degree. You know, you don't have to completely lose your sense of self and morality but you know there's little things like that that are kind of bullshitty that you kind of i think you sort of have to do because you know people collectors are interested not only in your in your work but they're interested in you Mm. you know it's really i took this online marketing art course i took a chance 
And right. because I was like, oh, this looks so cheesy. It's $16. It's got to be stupid. But I got 16 bucks in PayPal. I'll try it out. And it was really good. It was really good. It was like a, it, this guy was basically, he was saying, think about all your, think about all the famous artists throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. And um, how many paintings can you name from each artist as opposed to knowing the artist's name? It's like everybody knows the artist's name more than they know the names of the paintings. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of the personality is what people latch onto of the artist and the, you know, the interesting th- things about you as a person. I think, so. I, yeah, I think there's definitely something in there. I also think that there's, um, there's a lot to be said for a certain degree of anonymity and mystery. Um, yeah, that's, that's I, know, I know there's, I, there's different, there's two schools of thought. I think both are valid, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, um, <laughs> I, I sort of tend to to lean towards letting the, the art do the work. Right. And that's that's what I that that can be my legacy, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I think all of us, most of us, I think that are doing it for for art for art's sake because we love to create. That's the primary goal. It's all about it's yeah. all about the artwork, you know. Yeah. I think that's um, yeah, but I mean both. You know, sure, you, you've got to do a little bit to create some sort of, there's a person actually making this, right. not a person, some sort of robot or entity. And, and, you, and you know, um, when you, th- the way I think about it as well is that <clears throat> when I'm into like a band or an artist, I want to know about the person. Like if I'm sure. a real big fan, I want to know all that information, like where they grew up. I'm just interested as a fan. So I figure, you know, if, if I am, then I should, you know, then maybe I should, you know, get offer that to my fans as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm doing this. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a good example of a, of, uh, um, a band doing the, 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 the mysterious thing is tool, you know, the band tool, yes. like they're, they're absolutely, they've absolutely made that mysterious thing work for them. And it gives them a, a good deal of, um, of, Privacy, absolutely. Um, you know, like that's that's the win. If you can have have a great following, be successful, and also have your privacy, that's right. fucking man. Um, right, right. You know, and then there's the other extreme, of course, of the people who push their personality. It's more about them and then the artwork or what they create, the music or what have you. But right, right. That's a different. That's, different yeah, category. yeah. That's. I think that's on the um, that maybe is more a thing in the blue blue chip art world, maybe where it's more about the personality and you know the hype and the bullshit. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of the. I've, I've been asked by a few <clears throat> been asked by a few um, galleries that are sort of like that blue chip, you know, sort of thing and. Um, yeah, I'm not going to name names, obviously, but um, yeah, you look at their Instagram or their Facebook or what, what have you, and a lot of it is just is so all over. It's all over the fucking show. So there's there's abstract. There's maybe some something that's realistic. Then there's this and there's that and there's landscapes and there's uh, you know and there's no cohesion between yourself. Right. And it's obvious that everything that they're peddling is they just want that. They want the money. They want the big investor to come and go. This will look great in my Manhattan 
apartment. Right. You know, that's cool. You know, yeah. It's inside artists is going to make some money, but it also gives, um, you know, it, it doesn't feel real. Uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Doesn't feel real. I think, yeah. and I think that is something that is sensed by most people. Like the average person can sense that. If a piece that you don't have to have an art education to have the sense that a piece of art is coming from a real place from a person, you know. Yes, but you were you were saying about the you know this being um, <clears throat> letting people know sort of what you're about. Like I I do that now in my own way anyway because mm-hmm. I'm yeah my my main following is on Instagram. But uh, if someone messages me, I do my very best to answer them. Doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. Doesn't matter where they are on the totem pole. Absolutely. I don't have any. I don't have any kind of. If someone writes a comment, I'll very, very least like it. I'll try and reply, and just make those connections to to actual people because um, yeah, that's another thing that uh, I think a lot of people get very disconnected uh, in a digital age. Um, Obviously, it's not it's not practical to if you've got a, a large following, it's not practical to reply to everyone. And you know, if you don't have the bandwidth, you know, to, to right. into these conversations. But you know, I love I love interacting with people, and I'm grateful that they actually give a shit about what I do. You know, I agree, so, man. I feel the same way. Um, it's it's important. It's important to to. Uh, I, you know, especially on on kind of the in the art market that 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 we're in, it's really a lot of it is about connecting directly with supporters and fans and people that love the artwork. You know, it's that's that's the one weird thing about the really high end art market. It's it doesn't seem like it's about that at all. Really, it's totally a different thing. This is like. You know, I'm always saying it with the dark art movement. It's kind of like the punk rock movement in a way. It's it's very much like do it yourself. You're not better than the fans. You're all in this whole thing together. You're supporting each other. You're giving them sustenance through artwork. They're giving you sustenance through money, and and it's like we're supporting each other, and and we're it's just more of an I don't know. We're all kind of on an equal footing in a way, or is this the way mm-hmm. I see it? You know. No, I agree with you. I dig that about it too. I think that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's something now. I think that the, the whole dark art thing has has got it's it hasn't become mainstream, but in in a way, uh, like this one thing I I remember in that Josh G um, podcast was uh, he was talking about hashtags and saying oh, dark art, the dark art hashtag, is, right? You know, it's like a million. You know. Yeah, it's like two million or yeah, crazy. So you know, it's not like there's a, a bunch of <clears throat> a bunch of stoners in a shed, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty dark, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's a bit more um, out there than that, which is great. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is great, and I, I think a lot a lot of that. I've said this many times before, also, is that a lot of that comes from the tattoo tattooing industry and the tattooing tattooing becoming mainstream yeah you know yeah. with the tv shows and stuff like that that has really opened the doors for us in a big way mm-hmm. you know? have you yeah. do you have any tattoo conventions out where you are uh yeah the yeah i mean you know like everywhere there's there's always tattooists and there's always conventions and that sort of thing have, it's not i mean 
I don't think there's a particular kind of dark art tattoo kind of culture. Um, doesn't seem to be. I mean, there's, there's not sort of, you know, I can't think of many tattoo artists, but you know, not really. I don't really keep up with all the, the right. tattoo artists. You know, the, the, it's, it's not like the, in, in a place like LA when there's, yeah, there's, there's sort of rock stars, the people who are really right. huge and they jump between making, doing tattoo work and doing dark art, you know. Right. Sort of, is that symbiosis of the two? Right, right. So not so much here. No, what's it what's it like i have no sense of what wellington is like or what new zealand is even like I, I, my sense of it is that it's small you know and maybe not really a big bustling yeah. city but maybe i have no clue really well it's petite you know <laughs> uh, dainty wee country and we just love we love talking about the hobbit Fucking <laughs> uh just can't get enough of that um you know it's a it's a great place it's it is a great place we've got our little issues um like everywhere um yeah, yeah. but for the most part you know it's a it's a great place man you know everyone's you know particularly the art you know the art movement here um you know artists are very supportive of each other because well, it is a small place even the stuff that you you are doing is it, is it accepted like in your community <laughs> what, what was that say again <laughs> My stuff, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's landscape. <laughs> landscape, things like that, of course. Um, no, well, see, see, the thing is, I'm not actually really known here at all. So okay. I've, never, I've had one show here, and that was a group show. Um, and that's kind of on me as well. Um, I, just, I just can't get my head around it doing the... Doing the group show, uh, doing the show thing, and, and you know, if it's going to really work here or what the motivation is for it, you know, like, I, yeah, it would be easier for doing bigger stuff, and I probably will at some point. But um, yeah, to be honest, Australia is a, a more viable option. Um, right. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> uh, Bain Art Gallery where I'm having that show that I almost killed myself painting for. Um, he's got – he said – he he made a Facebook, you know, like a uh, uh, what do you call it? A Facebook page that's like a, a an event page for the show. Yeah, it's it's my show and it's another show at the same time called Dark Art 2019. And he said I think I think he got eleven thousand like people saying they're interested mm-hmm. in going, which is kind of crazy. So apparently in Melbourne there's there's a pretty big market for it. Apparently. Yeah, um, and I know. The there's other- tool. Tool is huge in, in Australia, and I and I actually get a lot of orders from Australia myself. So I think I have a pretty big fan base there as well. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. you'll do. I'm sure you do well. And well, I don't know. I've got a couple of a uh, couple of pieces uh, in a show, Vanguard um, guy Martin from Otra Gallery. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, um, asked me if I wanted to send some pieces over and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds cool. Cause I, you know, it's a, they've got more of a scene over there and I think they, they definitely do appreciate, um, like being art gallery, you know, they, they're another one, they're in Melbourne as well. And they seem to get it, you know? Right. And I think that's testament to, um, to them, you know, those, those two galleries in particular that, 
international artists will send their work to Australia because it's it's kind of a fucking hassle. Yeah, <laughs> right. We found out, you know, it's not cheap and you have to send all this fucking work all the way over there, um, down here, and it's it's not easy, but it's worth it because there's a, you know, there's a, there's a big community down there of people who appreciate this sort of stuff. Right. Which is, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I wanted to, um, you know, you kind of talked about your process in a way that was, you kind of, it was a quick <laughs> lay out some colors yeah. and just start painting. I mean, do you do, do you, I'm curious, do you do any prep work? Do you do any sketches first? Do you do any, uh, do you have any reference that you're looking at? Or what, you know, uh, how much of it is just out of your head? Is it all just out of your head? It's it's pretty much all out of my head. That's um, cool. What I, what I do is I'll put a, um, often uh, have a reference, you know, and like, like all of us, we appreciate other artists' work and I might have something that's, you know, there's a particular aspect of that painting that yeah. I like copying it but i was like i'm looking at it oh definitely i like the way they blended it or this or the particular skin tone yeah. color or whatever it is that color that's like a time-honored <laughs> tradition i think with artists yeah. you know as long as you're not fucking sketching it out exactly <laughs> um but yeah like sometimes i have a reference on the screen and it's just sitting there and it's not really for me to copy it's just something so when i look up i've got right. something to look and just freestyle it. I just sketch, sketch it out until I find some lines that I like and then I color it in and, and just go for it. And that's, that's how I do it. I can't, I don't have a lot of patience. Hmm. Yeah. So you're doing. painting like a la prima. Or you're doing just like wet yeah. into wet. And do you ever do glazes or let do painting very, in stages? And Very rarely. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only just started, using um the um Galkid light mm. and uh, uh gamsol actually the gamsol was something that i you suggested i think maybe last year yeah so i grabbed some of that so i'm using the, the Galkid light and the gamsol sort of mixed together just yeah. to speed the drying process um yeah so i kind of i just <clears throat> use a bit of that with the paint i don't mix the paint um, I just use it straight out of the tube, which is why I have an absurd amount of tubes of paint. Wait, wait a minute. You don't mix the paint? No, I mix it as I go. Right. I okay. You're not pre-mixing everything. No, no. I just, it's literally out of the tube and I grab some, put it on, you know. Um, oh, you, do you mix it on the painting kind of? On the painting. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I don't, um, I very rarely mix up a color. Wow, you know, combine them so it's all just pure, pure color, straight off. Just I don't plan it; I just do it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's. I, I haven't been taught, man. I'm self-taught. I I learned the basics of YouTube. You know, thanks YouTube, and <laughs> and that was it. It took me, um, I think it was about two or three weeks of watching some YouTube videos and I just basically like sort of like the Bob Ross kind of now we're going to mix up a bit of, you know, a bit of titanium white and a bit of red and oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that a, <laughs> you know, we'll pop some flowers in the background. You know, I wasn't interested in that. I just wanted to know the, 
fundamentals. Like, how do I, how do I do this? Right. That's about earlier that technical challenge of like, okay, now I've created the skin tone, and I was mixing colors. That you know, I was trying to get the get it right. So, mix it, do it. Okay, I've got that part sussed. Now I can move on to the next technical problem of how to paint hands or hair or eyes and lips, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I just basically, once I had the fundamentals of how to mix things and how to do that basic thing, then I just taught myself. So that was, I think it took me about three weeks of just just intense, like, this is the problem, fix the problem. And right. I just was telling myself that, if I can do this, if someone else can do this, then I can do it. And I would look at artists that I might, you know, like, like yourself and, and, and Lanier and stuff and, you know, a bunch of others. Um, uh, Van Minnen. He's yeah, he's great. Christian Van Minnen. He's amazing. I got to get him on the show too. Yeah, do it. Uh, he's not human. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Some of his techniques, and I know he said, he's, he's, uh, said you know, he's learned those techniques through studying the old master's techniques. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> oh fuck, man! It's just, insane, you know, but it's great. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, once you've got the fundamentals down, you can kind of just go for it. You know, and then it took me about three weeks, and like that's it. Now I'm painting, and I would do um, transfers, usually carbon uh, transfers onto, mm. onto boards, and I didn't even really know about prepping boards. To start with, there were a few that was a straight onto boards. Yeah, um, <laughs> learned the like, hard way. And you know, luckily, uh, you know, I had a couple of friends that I'd, I'd ask. Um, a friend of mine at an art shop, uh, she, she was an oil painter, and it's like, hey, how do you use oil paint? What's the deal with oil paint? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Um, and that's how I that's how I did it. And it's just like, bang! Ever since that's this is what I'm doing. And I'm going to be, and it's not arrogant to be get to think right. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be good at it. It's like it's it's commitment. Yeah, it's like, that's it. I'm going to fucking do this. And determination, commitment, determination, yeah. and just be like, you got to have that. You know, I feel the same yep. way. I was that was when I, I, I when I first started in 2000, I was like, I think I can paint. I'm going to try and do a, I've messed around before throughout my life. I think I, I did this one little painting kind of to test myself to see if I could do it. Like if I could just come up mm. with the painting, I, I think I could do this. And then once I did, uh, did that, I was like, okay, I can do this. And it was just like, I'm going to make this happen no matter what it's going to happen. It's, it wasn't like, I'm so great. I can do anything. It was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. Right. And just, did you? And I did it. <laughs> How did it work out? Took me a lot longer than four years, but um, you know. <laughs> but to find out how, you know, you won't believe what happens next. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. But I mean, that really does show that you 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 definitely have a natural natural ability because that's pretty amazing to to be in this to be this good in four years. It's kind of amazing, really. Thanks. I'm I'm impressed. Thanks. I, I don't. I don't. I don't strictly believe that because I don't like hearing praise, particularly. <laughs> Get used but to it. I do think I am a firm believer that um, if you seriously want to commit to doing something, you know, and that's, you know, like it, and 
people who have asked me, you know, which I find really humbling and, and, and amazing that someone wants to ask me for advice. And that, that old shit of like, hey, practice, practice, practice. It's like, yeah, you can practice all, all you like, but, you know, don't, um, don't take it for granted. Don't take any time that you have for granted. Like anyone can go, yeah, I want to, like, I'm fucking committed. I'm going to do it. But, you know, if you're going to sit down and chill out and watch Netflix and, and you know, do that, like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to paint today. Like, or you've got a job, which is completely understandable. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, in that situation. Family commitments, what have you. Like, that's cool. I get it. Totally get it. But if you've got the opportunity to do something, then fucking go for it. Yeah. Just fuck, go for it. You can't draw hands. Uh, draw hands. Yeah, figure so, it out. <laughs> um, don't fuck around with the detail. You know, don't skimp on the details if you don't know how to do. Um, you know, if you don't finish a painting, like you, you okay, you want to do an eye, do the eye, but then make sure that the rest of it is kind of is good. The boring parts, right? You know? um, until you get to a point where it doesn't matter if the, if the you know, if you. Just put a few brush strokes in the background, then who gives a shit? As long as the overall effect is, right. is polished and controlled, you know, right. skilled. And, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> did did you did you have? I mean, are, were there any like go to videos that you could tell people about on YouTube? Because I mean, that, that's the thing about the internet is that if you really want to learn to be a painter or a sculptor, or whatever it is any any of the arts musician you can learn it all now on youtube or sure. find tutorials yeah. with the internet all the information is there pretty much everything you need to know but i yeah. mean i'm just curious if there was any like specific yeah. uh channel youtube channels that r really worked for you or videos or for sure um i actually uh scott waddell uh he's a he's a um fine artist R riddell Waddell. Oh, Waddell. Yeah, W-A-D-E-L-E-L-L, -E -L -L, I think his name is. Scott Waddell, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of those artists' artists, you know? Yeah, like those are those are the ones to learn from, though. They really <laughs> you are. know? Um, I actually ended up buying his um, his video, um, you know, downloaded them, his tutorials. And, um, it'll you know, they can put you to sleep. Uh, he's got <laughs> one of those devices, which is great. But it's, you know, he's talking about painting around the, the, you know, the, you know, you just basically go around the, the nose and then you go up to the eye and now you want to work it in and you know, mix it in crimson and I'm doing this. And it's you, like, gotta, you, have, you do a pretty good American accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, and it's great, man. The, the guys, um, so yeah, anyone who wants to check out his stuff, cause he's got some free stuff on, on YouTube. Um, not a great deal, but yeah, definitely um, check out his stuff. I can't really recall any others. I sort of cherry picked. I think I basically how to you know I type into YouTube how to mix skin tones in right. oil, and there's a million of them. Right? Um, yeah, there's so, a lot. Yeah, you just go through and you kind of pick out what's what's going to be good for you. Um, I don't think you learn from time lapses. No, I, I you know I've heard a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to look this guy up on YouTube real quick because this guy's really good too. But I, I've heard a lot of people say they, what they do when I post my time lapses is they put the speed down to half speed mm. and then they're able to kind yeah. of see what I'm doing. 
and it, that it helps them. So, okay, maybe well, in terms of it's still good. I mean, I mean more um, uh, getting all the technical details. Like it's good if you can actually hear the person talking and say, "Oh yeah, for sure." Yeah, I mean that's I do the uh, uh, I do tutorials as well on my Patreon, like where I'm explaining everything I'm doing and talking about the colors, but just kind of as like a daily thing, I'll post a time lapse. Okay, I got to find this. I'll, I'll what's his name? Alcott. If you, you uh, Al, Alcott. Why is it coming up? Uh, Walcott, not Alcott. Walcott Fine Art. W A L C O T T. He's got a lot of. If you you, you have yeah, you, you know his that. stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He, again. Uh, he paints like still lives and vases and fruit and stuff, yeah. which I'm always ragging on the whole fruit thing. I think is funny, but it's, you know, these are the, it's the, it's the, the bones. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, if you can paint any of that shit, you can paint anything. And he, and he has like a lot of great video. They're, they're kind of short too, which is, which is really good. And it's like composition stuff and how to use a limited palette and, you know, I'm just looking long handle brushes versus short handle brushes, types of palettes, fat over lean. There's like a lot of just free information on here. And it's like, I, yeah. I you know, I'm self-taught as well. So mm-hmm. I'm still learning simple, yeah. simple things that they teach you in art school. I'll like go, oh, I didn't know that. It's like I've been painting for 15 years yeah. or whatever now. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, you don't mix water. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't put watercolor over oil paint. Oh. <laughs> One thing yeah. I, I like about um, your work as well is uh, I like this about um, Gabe Leonard. Do you know Gabe Leonard? No, I don't know Gabe Leonard. Uh, do you, you know his work? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, he's a really great painter, but he he uh, he's a friend of mine too. He's been on the podcast as well. He's not really people, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not really in the dark art scene, but his stuff is kind of, it's weird. He paints like a lot of cowboys and stuff, but they're all distorted. Like they had big hands and everything's real dynamic and kind of psychedelic in a way. It's really cool stuff, but (laughs) he, you know, he has, he does like simple backgrounds a lot of the time. It's not just like tons of stuff. And I, and I, I like that. I like that about your portraits as well, where there's just not, I like simple compositions you know faces and like a big block of color behind them i mean i, I for some reason that feels good to look at to me Sometimes well, when there's too much crammed in there it's a little bit like yeah yeah you know? but that's also because I, I work small but um right that's true but still also, I, I like it can't be fucking bothered um there's that aspect as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's all about the character to me yeah that's exactly it it's that's the that's the money shot. That's what you're looking at is, and that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, like I want to do more, I'm going to start doing more, um, a a bit of a mixture is something I'm planning, um, of the realism and the, and the sort of grotesque, but, uh, like hyper, hyper grotesque, you know, it sort of appeals to me. So what do you, what's, what does hyper grotesque mean? It's kind of a, something I've been thinking about. Is so you, you have realism, right? But then you kind of have the oozing, undulating flesh and and, and the hyper color. That's all part of it, but it's um, 
you know, spend the time in rendering it really, really detailed. Right. So it looked like this thing could could exist and, you know, in a, in a very tangible way. Right, yeah. Place more time into something. Um, but, yeah, elements of realism in it as well. So I'll see how that goes. Could be a fucking disaster. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, you've got to try some different stuff. I got hold on a second. I got to let my dog in. He's not crying at the door. Sorry. One second. Come on. Now he's going to, I'm sure he's going to want out now. Dummy. Yep. Um, <laughs> wants to come in. Now he wants to go out. Yep. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I wanted to, uh, what's your, what's the, what's the weirdness influence was it comics or were you into like horror movies i know a lot of dark artists were into horror or sci-fi films or um things like that or did you have are you just a weirdo like that you just like I, weird, weird shit oh I, I think i'm a bit odd uh, <laughs> um no i i think it's uh i mean i love comics and i love sci-fi that's you know i love love sci-fi um and probably like a lot of a lot of artists, not just dark artists, but grew up with, um, you know, like this sort of fantastic sci-fi art. Right. Some of it is tinged with sort of horror and, um, you know, and, and people and the fantasy stuff like the Zeta and stuff like that, that you, you know, that we are escaping into this world. So mm-hmm. for me, uh, a lot of these things that I paint are kind of, uh, feels like they're sort of subconscious. Entities. Yeah the people that are under the people absolutely inside us, you know, that these, and I've got a real fascination with, um, yeah, with things that are just distorted and what the, uh, what someone's idea of is something that's beautiful, you know, like that's why I love using lots of color because it feels like this can be kind of hideous, but instead of making it really dark, you can make it really vibrant. Right. And, it's kind of a celebration of this, of the grotesque, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love, I love, you know, putting black paint and stuff on. Stuff. That's right. <laughs> but at the same time, there's just something, um, like I call a lot of the, the, um, uh, bright colors that I use. I, I'll refer to them as bright darks, ah. you know, like, uh, like a violet will be, a um, a bright, a bright dark. Right. So, use it as shadow and it it feels dark but it's at the same time it could be really really bright right um, the same with reds you know reds are such a fucking great color because it can be such it can be really in your face but it can also be provide subtlety and, sh- and shadow to something right like, yeah um yeah Are so. you, do you mix uh <clears throat> do you get like like if you're doing a, a red face and you've got obviously like, you know, shadow areas. Are you mixing in like a green to like a complement the complementary color to red to get your shadow, or are you just kind of like throwing uh, whatever in there? Yeah, whatever, a little bit of whatever. <laughs> I think that the, well, I, I, initially I, I was kind of, you know, I'd contemplate what I, what color I needed, but I think, and, and you'd know this as well. You get to a point where you don't really register the color that you're putting on or the how you're doing something. You just kind of instinctively do it right um what i've kind of probably where i'm at now is i'll use uh like for a red i'll, I'll chuck in um a light blue and it'll kind of 
suddenly darken it up. Right. You know, like when they cross over. And I'm a big, big fan of blending colors together to try and to get to get darks or, or, or lights or sort of neutral neutral tones. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I often start off with uh, when I'm sketching things out, uh, not necessarily a dark color. You know, a lot of people will use like black or, or right. umber. Or I'll, I'll quite often use a bright color like red, oh. yellow, blue. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Just like kind of invert it. That's and cool. Then add the the dark in afterwards. But not every time. Sometimes I'll do, you know, vice versa. I don't really have a method in, in terms of how I do it. I just, I wish I did. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'm a fucking rambling idiot. But no, no, I, I get it. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think that, um, in a sense, when you're when you're relatively new to it, and you're t- and you've taught yourself, you, there's more freedom there. Cause I know that now, cause I started, you know, around two, God, 2000, it's been more than 15 years. I, I really got serious around, I was doing digital stuff at first and some oh, yeah. painting and sculpture and stuff. But around 2005 is when I did this series of a bunch of paintings that are, you know, kind of, uh, considered some of my best, like black magic and, and some of these yeah. paintings. It's like, that was one of the first paintings I did when I got serious about it. And, um, at this point, uh, uh, t- ten almost ten years later, I- I'm fighting the fact that I how well I know how to paint in a way, like because the technical knowledge is so like I know how to do it now, and so yeah. that that freedom isn't there to where you don't when you don't know what you're doing you can kind of do anything and you just sort of make it work, and it's like this kind of weird trade off because the more you learn, then the the less it's harder to have that freedom i find to just yeah. fuck around because it's like you you've spent 10 years just like drilling down like i have to figure out how this works i'm going to do everything i can to learn as much as possible about painting and so then you learn it you learn it you practice it you learn it and you keep refining it refining it and you finally get it to a place where you like and then it's like oh it's you know i have to learn how to let go of all that stuff now <laughs> you know and it's kind of hard <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you mean, but I get what you mean. Right. You know, because I'm earlier in the journey. Right. So I'm kind of, but at the same time, I'm not a kid. So I kind of, um, I've got the discipline to kind of know like when to rein it in and when to go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, you know, that's what I think. I thought, you know, I thought you were, before I saw you, I thought you were probably younger than you are because. I've only, like I said, I've only seen in the last year or two, you just seem like a newer artist to me. And I was like, oh, this is super young, talented kid just came out of nowhere. I'm 25. <laughs> How old are you really, though? Uh, 25. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just say we're probably closer in age. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, but, but I was going to say that's like, as much as, you know everybody hates to talk about age and getting old and stuff. It's like that, that's a benefit to be, I think to be like, I didn't start painting until I was 35 or 33. And that's kind of when you start, I feel like thirties or when you really start becoming like a man or an adult. And so man, (laughs) an adult, a man, a woman, whatever. But, um, maybe it's probably, I think actually it's younger for women, but, um, uh, 
but being older is is mm-hmm. a is a benefit to learning to paint because you do have those things especially you got kids i mean you know what the real shit is when you got kids it's a whole you know everything gets put in perspective you know what matters in life and what doesn't matter when you have to take care of someone their life depends on you it's a whole different ball game and so you know you have to really you have to be a, an adult and so yeah. and and a lot of that you you can apply to um learning how to paint or learning how to do something you know that like you're saying that discipline and that focus is something that you get with age for sure yeah i think you, you definitely need that to um i think particularly you know i found taking on something a, a challenge like you know teaching myself how to paint with oils i never painted with oils i never ever right so teaching myself that from scratch teaching myself how to paint because I, I only ever draw drawn you know drawn things as a kid so it was a I had to be focused on what I was going to do and what I wanted, what I wanted to achieve. And, you know, like I had points where I was dipping down and I thought, this is fucked, you know, I can't, <laughs> can't do this. Yeah. You know, but, but you just have to push through. And I definitely think that yeah, at a certain point you, you can kind of go, you know, well, what else am I going to do? You know? Right. What yeah, that's true. Go, am I going to, go back to my fucking job right. and hate it and do that or something similar and just let this dream drift away, you know? And that's, you know, and, but in saying that there's no shame if you think, fuck it, I've tried. And uh, yeah, no, too. absolutely not. Um, but everybody's if got their it, own path. You know, you gotta, you gotta commit and, you know, I wanted to be able to provide for my family and still do, you know, mm-hmm. And you're, you'd be in the same boat, you know, like you'd, but in the same, at the same time, like you were saying about, you feel like you maybe kind of lost that edge a little bit. I can't see it personally, but you know, get it. Then that's the time I think probably more so you've been doing it for a long time is when you can go, fuck it. I want to try doing something. Right. Don't have to commit to doing like, I'm changing my style completely. Um, but you can definitely think, right, I'm just going to do a little, you know, just something a bit different, you know. Yeah. Chuck, chuck a bit of color. Yeah, you know, colors I haven't used before. Like, you know, your stuff in particular, you, it, for me, it really, the works that really shine are the ones where you put those intense bursts of color in the, in the darkness. Right, know? right. Just for me, are kind of those little iconic ones. So you, you know that, that contrast, you know. Yeah. I just think of, see it to, to, to push it even further. You know? I know. Well, it's, it's, I get inspired by, um, you know, painters like yourself, really you dos Diablos, because you guys are doing, uh, weird shit. And it's like, I, I, it's like, I want to get, I want to get back to the weirdness because when I started off, my stuff was definitely weirder. I think more like, I don't know what the word is. Now the stuff I do is very, it's like physical. It feels like they're physically there. They're, they're very earthy and like almost like people, like real people in a way. And I like that with, with your guys work um, and other artists as well. There's this like, 
I don't, you know, I guess I, like, uh, 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 like a ghostly quality. Right. It's like this kind of surreal, surreal, like dreamlike quality. You know what I mean? I want to get less or just personally, it's just a personal thing. You know, it's like, I, I kind of have my little thing carved out and people know me for it. And I could just kind of keep doing that and people would probably like it, I think. But, you know, I always like to keep challenging myself, but I, I really love that. I guess I like it's a, kind of a, a, a mystery and a dreamlike quality and a surrealist edge that you guys are doing, especially, you know, you're doing these weird ass colors. Dos Diablos is, has all this kind of smoky atmosphere mm. and, you know, Bekshinsky was, uh, I don't, you know, Bekshinsky, yeah, sure. his, his stuff was like that too. He got weirder as he went. Like some of his stuff is like, you know, the, it's like, I can't even describe it. It's almost like folds of paper that are like coming out of the air. They're just like tearing off and floating away. And it's just so, I want to get there into that place where you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it, it sounds like you've got to that point where you've kind of, you've got the technical ability. You, you know how to do this stuff. You know how to, to get that. Though. And I know what you mean. You've got those really intense, you know, nice rounded figures with all the, the texture of the skin and they're you know they're fantastic to look at but it's probably more you want to try and push towards a well have a go it's more painterly kind of yeah more painterly uh, yeah painterly has always been a difficult for me I'm, I've, I've always been like a tight painter i've always kind of had to fight against that and um there was a period where i was really uh trying to trying to teach myself how to paint loose because I, it wasn't my natural way of being. So I was like, you know, Sergeant is the best, you know, these guys that paint loose, the, you know, when you step back, it's amazing. And you look up front, it's just, you go up close. It's just like a, like a big smear of paint. It's like, I want to be able to do that. And so I was, cause I, I was not great at it. So I um, really for a while, probably in, I don't know, maybe 2010 or so I was really focusing on that. And then mm -hmm. it all culminated into this painting I did of my dog. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I did it. You know, this kind of impressionistic thing. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to doing what I naturally yeah. feel like doing, which is this kind of noodly, highly detailed stuff. But I don't know. I, 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 I find that it's, it's just, and it's just weird. I got to this place and now it's, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I want to go further. You know, I want to push myself and do something weirder. I think it'll happen, but I, I think that, the fact that you kind of you did it and then you go you thought well i'm going to go back to right <laughs> because it's also and, and it's also a kind of you got to be realistic in, in terms of if you completely switched up your style would it be well received right and you still make a living you know yeah uh, that's that's i mean that's part of part of what's kind of um keeping me from getting ex being able to experiment is that I'm rarely just painting for the hell of it nowadays. Woo, just, oh, I'm going to take a day and fuck around and experiment. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because, you know, I've got commissions, I've got all this shit lined up and I've got a show to paint for and I've got this idea for the show. So I'm going to da 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 da. And it's just, you know, part of it is a financial issue, really. Because yeah. I got to keep the money coming in. Like today, I got to, after we do this, I, gotta, I have to figure out a, a sale on my website because it's July mm. 4th here. And so, you know, it's a holiday, so I got to have a sale because I got to make my monthly nut. I got to pay my mortgage. I don't have enough money for that at this point. So it's like, you know, there's all that shit constantly in the background. 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's just not an easy life. It's a hustle. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a, a hustle. Hardcore, man. The base, the base worst job you'll ever have. <laughs> That's a good way <laughs> of putting it. You, you, um, you lose sleep, you worry, you, you know, all, all of this stuff, but yeah, you, you, you know, I can't do anything else now. Right. I'm useless. I know. Don't you, you get spoiled too, in a sense. Like I feel like not, you know, maybe spoiled is the wrong word, but I, I don't think I could ever, like I always had, cause I had this history and makeup effects in the film industry. Like I was well-established. Um, I could get a job at any shop pretty much. And, um, once I started painting and I you left the business, I was like, yeah, this is my backup I have in case I need it. But man, I, I can't imagine going back now. It's just, I can't, it's just, I've worked so hard to get where I'm at and painting is just so much fun. You yeah. know, it would be a bummer. Maybe, you yeah. know, for a couple of weeks I could do something on a, for a break or for fun, but. I'll yeah. never, I'll never go back. I'll never be able to go back. It kind of ruins you for <laughs> going back to a regular job, mm. you know? Because there's nothing, yeah, you know, there's nothing better than creating something that didn't exist, right? In such a, a, you know, I mean, you're creating something that's it's from another dimension, you know, like it's right. it really, particularly, I think, if you're doing something which, like yourself, I don't know, maybe like me, you'd, you're doing something which is so so removed from something that exists that um, there's a certain pleasure and satisfaction that you get from that. That you, you know, you couldn't get that if you were worked in IT and you're in an office. And, right. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Thought, you know, great. This is, uh, this is the most, uh, you know, incredibly beautiful report I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I want to hang it on my wall. Right. Yeah. It's super gratifying. I mean, it, it's, it's weird too, because in a way <clears throat> we're making these things that don't exist because we're working from our imaginations primarily. And yeah. so we're bringing these things into the world that didn't previously exist. So they're in a sense, they're kind of fantasy, but if you do it right, it's, it's more real than, than anything because you're, yeah. it, because it's like this inner, it's like you're bringing this inner part of yourself out yeah. into the world and that's kind of where the magic is you know it's it's making the um you know the intangible tangible it's right the, you know you have a feeling of, of of dread and sadness that you can't you know you know the feeling but you don't know what it looks like right and if you're fortunate enough to see someone an artist that's made something that nails that feeling, then it's, um, it's that for me is an incredibly gratifying feeling when someone says, you know, this is how I feel. This right. Is, this me feel this, you know, deep emotional connection. And, um, that's like that. Know. That's the ultimate, that's the grabbing the brass ring. That's like the kind of the, yeah, more than and selling it, a painting for thousands of dollars is when you reach that person that goes, ah, oh, it hit me in the gut. That too, you know, they can fucking buy it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, does it? Well, maybe you should. No, you don't want to buy it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do a print of that one. Um, <laughs> you know, you did. De- you know, oh, no. go ahead. Sorry, it is a it is a great it, that that for me is one of the biggest things. It's not not so much the money. Um, it's it's a very important part of it, but 
making something which is um, which connects to people, and not just one one or two people, but a myriad, you know, right. a whole cross section of people. You know, it's it's immensely satisfying. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like uh, it's like a it's it's weird. It's like you're really connecting on a personal level too, because the creation is from you know your deep the deepest part of yourself, and you're like, okay, I'm going to share this really weird, fucked up, deep part of me, and I'm going to share this with the world. And then when other people, when it hits other people in that way, and they recognize it, it's like you've got this weird. Un, like this deep connection with them in a way Be, beyond beyond regular like hey i've known you for five years and we you go to yeah. the, get, get coffee together once a week and blah, you know <laughs> what i mean it's like you you you're it's intimate i guess it's an intimacy you have with these collectors or supporters you know oh and, and other artists too like yeah and, right absolutely you know the, the whole dark art community and then just an artist in, in general you know um if you're on the same wavelength absolutely you know, it, you kind of get this camaraderie and this this sort of bond that you have. Like you, you understand. You know what I'm right. You know, what I'm about. You, know you get it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything that goes along with it, you kind of understand that, and that's yeah, you know, that's a really humbling thing as well. You know. Yeah. And I I find that you know I've I've interviewed uh, a lot of different kinds of artists, like kind of, you know, I've interviewed some kind of normal artists, you would say. On, on the show and Normies. one thing what's that Normies, you know. <laughs> but the thing is uh, what I've noticed is it's it's the same with all all the artists I've ever met no matter what um, what they're painting it's like there's still mm-hmm. this kind of understanding like we're all doing the same thing in a, in a different way I guess so there is well, that kind of understanding even with the guy who paints fruit you know, it's still about putting yourself into this thing and creating something beautiful and making something out of nothing and this kind of whole magical process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they're all going, you know, we're all aiming for the same, right. The same prize, you know, right. Not necessarily some sort of incredible financial reward because that'll probably never come no matter how fucking successful you are. Right. Um, <laughs> you always. I'm still, I'm still. I'm. I'm still trying to. I am. I, I, I'm. I'm determined to get to that place. It's because my dad was an artist. You know, my, right. my stepfather, yeah, yeah. and he. Right. Yeah, he was great, and he died poor. Mm. You know, him and my mom were, were poor. I'm yeah. pretty pretty poor, living off of you know like uh, social security and just what he could do. So. On this personal level, for me, it's important to that I become financially successful, kind of because I know that's, you know, my parents hoped that would happen for him, and it didn't. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I need to make that happen. So it's kind of like, I don't give a shit about cars or anything or spending a lot of money. You know, I'm just like you or most artists. I just want to, I want to make enough to p- keep painting, but still, yeah. I want to reach that level to where I can. I don't know. Get, reach that point that my dad was never able to to get to, you know. Yeah. Well, you're gonna you have to start sort of make, doing endorsements. You know? <laughs> Gucci, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, James Jean, you know, will power to him. Yeah, but um, you get those big brands, man. There, there, you know what though? There, there's there's one thing that that this guy Gabe Leonard also. I, I've learned a lot of business stuff from him because he's a very business minded artist. He's actually mm-hmm. he's a great painter, but he's also got that rare thing of being a great artist and a, and a 
great business person. And, mm. um, you know, he, he clued me into artists that are, you know, millionaires that mm. because they know how to market themselves. And, and it's like, I've seen their artwork. It's some of it's not even good and it's not yeah. abstract. It's like representational stuff. And it's like, they knew how to market themselves mm. and they became millionaires and they have a bunch of galleries, their own galleries selling their shit all over the world. It's like, there is a way to do it. Not that that is yeah. the primary focus for any of us, but I don't know. I just feel like, damn it. It's well, so frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating to have these ideas and not be able to manifest them because of financial limitations. It's so frustrating. It's a struggle, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, you want to, Want to be you want to be successful in what you do, particularly if you're a full time artist. You don't want to sell out, but you want to be you want to be rich, right? Yeah. <laughs> who, who would want not to want to not have to worry about paying their bills? That's all I want. Exactly. That's all I want. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so you're gonna have to start doing endorsements. Um, <laughs> Nike. <laughs> you know, at Mentos. Uh, at whatever. <laughs> you know, just just get all of them. Just do all of them. And <laughs> Someone will go. Hey, this guy's got a you know a bunch of followers. <laughs> I don't know. I I I just keep you know. I, I, it's so weird the way I started. Uh, not to take the focus away from you, but the way I started, I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm not ready for this, but I'm just gonna go for it. You know, I'm gonna mm. start committing to shows. I could barely paint. I kind of know how to paint. I've done some paintings mm. that I looked at. and I thought these are good enough to show. And I just started trying to get in any show I could. And I kept getting in all these shows and I never, there was never one point where I felt like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I've got all my ducks in a row. It's never been like that. It's always been like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to keep going forward the best I can. And just like keep treading water and just keep moving forward. And, And I'm still in that position. Like I don't, I've, I've got all these followers on Instagram and I've, got a good cl- uh, uh, fan base and everything. But at the same time, I'm still like, I don't know what the next step is for me. You know, I really don't. I'm just following my intuition. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, that's the, uh, I think the illusion that that's perpetuated, particularly you know, something like Instagram, where people assume that you've got a, a shit ton of followers and you can get someone who's got 50,000 followers and they have a comfortable life. Right. Right endorsements you know it's right 19 like year old girl and she's like you know hey look check out this makeup thing and they're, they're getting all these endorsements and they're, they're making a living and, and cool and the, you know dad's the manager or yeah. <laughs> um, but you know like uh it, it's we want to go with what you're doing you know like if you want to you if you want to have some integrity if you want to right look yourself in the art uh, yeah in the, in the mirror and go well you know, I haven't fucking sold out. Yeah, right. But it's um, it's it's a it's a funny one because you're not particularly with uh, something like dark art or the like. You're not making stuff that's going to be um, those large abstract pieces that are going to be hanging in a corporate foyer somewhere. Right. They, you know, they're an acquired taste. They're an acquired taste. Yeah. And so either you change it up and you do those things maybe means to an end to make some big corporate money and then you can go and buy it now. <laughs> I but I don't I don't see I don't even see that as the answer because 
even you know like okay imagine imagine if you just you know you know how to paint if you were if you could paint a still life you know you know how to do it you could change everything up and go oh i'm gonna start doing still lives i'm gonna start painting flowers i'm gonna start painting fruit and Mm. blah 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 how do you, I wouldn't even know how to compete in that scene because there's so many painters that do that. I mean, that's kind of the one thing we have going for us is that we are a, a niche market. So our, yeah. our, our audience is clearly defined and it's just a matter of finding them, finding those people, you know, and we don't have to worry about standing out because we already stand out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. I, I think you can, you know, I've, I've thought about it before I've had conversations with people, you know, the idea of doing something really abstract, because, you know, some of the some of the stuff that I do is, um, you know, fleshy colors and, and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. I could do something large scale and it would pretty much be an abstract. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, that could potentially be lucrative. You know, I could go, I could take a bunch of those to some big paintings, take them to a gallery and high-end gallery and they go, these are great. Right. And, Right on someone, yeah, we'll put $50,000 on it. Cool. And <laughs> nice. That would be nice getting them for money. Um, but it just, then you'd be locked in. You know, yeah. That's, that's, locked the, in. that's the thing is I've, I've got like a, a very, a kind of a narrow, a narrow uh, idea of how I want things to go. Like I want to be financially successful and I want to do exactly what I want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and I know there's a way to get there. There is a way. I just know it. It's like, I'm not quite sure how I know like a bunch of different elements of it. I mm. feel like if I had some really badass manager or some, somebody that I could say, you know what? Mm. I, I kind of know what needs to be done. It's just that I'm doing it all myself right now. And so to be able to keep cr- cranking out the work and yeah. put all these things in motion is like, you know, it's like the Patreon. I know that thing. I've, I'm on Patreon now. I know that thing can make in enough, bring enough to cover all my bills for sure. Because I know artists <clears throat> that are, that I, I think I'm as good as that are doing it. Like they have mm. enough people on there and I have enough followers to do it on Instagram. And it's just like, you have to do a bunch of promotions. You have to get people over there. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because... Yeah. With all yeah. the other shit. It's just, it's, it's so like, it's right. I can just see it. I can almost touch it. And it's just out of, yeah. out of my grasp, but it drives me insane. Have to figure out the last, the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. The, the obvious thing that you could do is just keep a bunch of work and die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> be fine. That's so one of, that's one of, one of my, uh, one of the criteria is I have to be alive when it happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's going to, that's going to change things. <laughs> it's going to make it tougher. Yeah. It'll make it a little, uh, considerably tougher, but yeah, we all, we all do what we can. And I, yeah, I totally understand that, 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 you know, the Holy grail of being, being comfortable, um, enough to actually continue the, you know, making art exactly the way you want to do it. It's it's a tough one. Yeah. You know? you know, I personally, I just want to. I just want to keep on doing the way I want to do it. You know? Right. If people continue to to want to buy it, that's cool. I know I have to change things up and, and change my strategy and actually I, get a website. Yeah, you know what, man? I'm telling you what what I what I think you should do is get a website, start building your mailing list, and start making prints. Yeah, prints, yeah, I, I, prints are. Yeah, you you'll make more money from your prints than from your originals. Yeah, I I 
I've had the prints made, like test prints, and they, they came out great. You know, yeah. I just need to get around to doing it. I just get distracted all I want to I, do is paint. I know, I know. I just, I need a, I need a, you know, a small team to, um, to do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Prepared boards, and then that's what I do all day, and I don't have to think about anything else other that's, than painting. That would be <laughs> see to me. That's the goal. That that's it right there. It's like I get to just paint. Everyone else yeah. takes care of everything else. That would be, yeah. you know, I think that's what, kind of what we all want. But just let a bed, hold out your hand. There's a coffee that's put into <laughs> you. Sit down in your, in your studio. <laughs> you yell out demands. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a total asshole. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got you know, I my wife helps, my son helps because mm. he's you know he's like almost thirty now, so you know he comes and he does runs for me. Or he'll um, cast up resin pieces for me and he does whatever, you know, so it's like I do have a small little um, Mm. group that's helping me a little bit, but still it's, it's, you know, it's not enough. I'd like to have, it'd be cool if someone was just like, ah, you know how it is. But it's, uh, you know, the the currency is sort of um, obligation and pity. (laughs) <laughs> I pay him. I pay well, him. Oh, well, you can pay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I pay him. I guilt him into doing it. You made me suffer for so long. I remember I bought you that car. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've done for you. Yeah. After everything I've done for you. Well, if you're busy, I understand. You know. I... <laughs> yeah. So you you have a, a shared space. You, you you share your space with some other artists. You were saying there's uh there's about eleven of us. Um, oh, eleven! Wow. Yeah. Well, there's never all we're never all here at once. So um, yeah, it's the it's the best way to do it, and it's great because you get interact with other artists. That is kind of cool. Art. Yeah. You have um, little separate rooms. No, no. So we're all kind of it's all open plan. Um, uh, yeah, and everyone does their own things. There's some muralists and people who do design and people who make sort of sculptural things. And, and you know, it's really cool and um, really good bunch of people. You, so you like, you like the community? You like the people that you're... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great being part of a, a, little, a little team of people. Yeah. Have you guys thought of putting on your own show? Yeah, we have discussed it. It's just one of those things. Everyone's so busy doing their own thing. Right. Get, um, um, yeah, but it's possible. But it's um. But yeah, again, like New Zealand in particular, you know, they have a great. There's a lot of artists down here, and they have, and same with Australia as well. And and everyone's pretty, pretty good, pretty tight. You know, everyone supports each other and stuff because you kind of have to because we're so far removed. Right. A lot of the, you know. What the scenes in Europe or America and stuff. So with a, you know, we're all trying to just get by and, and you know, but there's a there's a bunch of us who make make livings doing what we do down here, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a hustle for everyone. I was gonna um, ask: Is there anyone doing like weird shit like you are, <laughs> or are you like the weirdo of the group? As far as the, I mean, all artists are weirdos pretty much. But I mean. Is there any other dark artists or in, in your in your uh, thing? There probably are, but I just don't know them. Um, no, I mean in your you're sharing your your studio with. Oh, and and here, no, no, I'm I'm the only one that's doing. You're the black sheep. The 
the you know meet with feelings stuff. <laughs> meet with feelings. <laughs> That's a good slogan. <laughs> it's kind of what I, it's why the way I describe it to people. Like, it's like so. What sort of art is it? It's like meet with feelings, which is basically um, human beings. <laughs> put some ugly eyes on it, man. That yeah. one you did recently, I don't know if you remember, but I commented on it. Um, and it's and it looks like a like a muscle guy. You said that you went back into it, like you finished it, and then you mm. went back and painted more on it late. Like, ah, let me see. Well, oh, no, Facebook's not working today, so I can't look it up. But like the, the skull was exposed. Yeah, yeah. But it looked like a person. It, it looked mo- more like a person who had their skin stripped off than anything else I'd seen you done like an anatomy guy in a way i think i know what the one you mean yeah that painting is so amazing i mean i i love that painting it's so you just nailed it and it looks like this one thing i noticed is that the eyeballs were like not they were they were like it's like i mean this is totally for people who aren't art nerds it's probably gonna be boring but just the way that you know the eye wasn't there wasn't a line between the lower lid and the eyeball, you know, right. it was like this kind of blue gray eye. And then it just was like the, 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 the lid below was not that, that much different of a value, but it was a little bit brighter. And it's just like, that was to me that those little details are what really make make it a great painting, great technical mm-hmm. painting, you know, and you could tell, you could see the, uh, your, your, education in um, painting portraiture i think in that piece yeah well it's just a matter of um that you know the great thing i think i really enjoy is, is playing around with the idea of the uh, you know anatomy and stuff like if you know the the rules of how right eyes work together and noses and lips and all that sort of thing it's um it's far more fun to mess around with that like it doesn't matter that the eye is off center but if you render it well, then it's right. You know, it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, obviously I, I, um, work by this same principle, but it's like, it doesn't matter as long as it looks right in the end, it doesn't matter how fucked up it is as long as it looks right. Yeah. You know, giving yeah. the, uh, giving the illusion of, sort of finesse. Right. Know? And form. But I mean, it's like, there's a certain, I don't know. It's either right or it's not. And it's, and that's like a weird thing. You have to kind of just feel it. I'm getting that painterly quality. I, I definitely like having a retaining a feel of, of looseness. Right. Yeah. Stuff, you know, yeah. It's, it's another thing uh, we talked about. Um, I, I love that about your stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's juicy and. It's nice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's that's good. That's kind of like what I like to I like to do. I like to, the feeling of kind of I, I like the idea of you could pick this thing up and you know it's a painting, but you feel like you want to squish it. Right, like, right, right. You want to put your teeth into it, not to eat it, but just to feel what it feels like. I know? I I, ha- I sold it. Um, Give it a name, and you could associate a food with it. You know, right. <laughs> I, I had a guy uh, who was buying my stuff early on around 2006 and I was doing these oval portraits that kind of got me started that, that really where I started doing the po- portraits, these monster portraits that started selling. And he bought like six or seven of them. And oh. uh, there was one where, where I did this, I had this really 
like a maroon kind of background, but it was, it was a really rich red maroon kind of color. And he told me that his three-year-old son was trying to lick it. <laughs> he was, he, he kept trying to lick it and he was telling his son, don't lick it. But if you know, that is like that, kind. it's the same sort of reaction that I'm talking yeah. about. It's like, you know, it's good enough to eat. It makes you want to touch it. It makes you want to feel it or taste it, you know? It's got a, that's the the one thing I, I do like is that um, people uh, have bought my work and told me that I've had people message me and say, you know, I, I love love this painting and stuff. But I had to move it out of the, the lounge. I had to, you know, or move it out of the bedroom and put it in the lounge because it was freaking the dog out. It was freaking uh. <laughs> my husband was feeling uncomfortable because it was... Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that feeling that it's 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 bringing some some very unusual emotions. Or people who say that they just just stare at it and just feel like they they just want to. Yeah, it's got got some meat to it, you know. Yeah, I think it's important. I think, you know, personally, like you know, I I I, I like the stuff I paint. You know, I, right. I enjoy because I paint for myself. And, Same here. You know, I I don't think I'm a particularly I, I don't brag about what I do, but I what I do like talking about, but what I like personally is what I paint. Right. You know. And I love other people's art as well. Like fucking love it. You know, yeah, I buy yeah. all of it, it. But um if you can't if you don't like what you paint, if you don't feel that sort of satisfaction when you you paint something like, Yeah, fuck yeah, I've got that, you know. Right. Then that's then you yeah, you know, you're wasting time. Yeah, what's the point? That's the whole game, you know. The whole game is, you know, is to make a thing that's gonna make something that you want to see, something that you would like to see. That's how I look at it, you know. Exactly. That that you would keep. If right. You, if you, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you would like to see on on a wall that you would go, oh my god, this is amazing. That's what I'm always trying to paint. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, same here. I'm yeah. still paying. <laughs> you know, you paint something and then, of course, you find all the faults in it. Right, after, right. After an hour. Yeah. <laughs> did, when you started, um, I mean, did you kind of arrive at this whole weird thing you're, you're doing um, naturally? Or, you know, I'm guessing that you just, it just kind of happened naturally. Like, you didn't sit and think, what am I going to paint? What's my thing going to be? I mean, I know you started off kind of, you know, wanting to do portraiture and stuff like that, but when you, you know, transitioned into what you're, you're known for now, what you're really doing your thing, did it just, how did you arrive there? Cause that's something that I know a lot of our younger artists ask me, like, how do I find my voice? You know, what, what led you there? That's, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, partly it was, you know, like a, kind of stress relief and, and just trying to be free and stuff after doing, because portraiture takes a lot of, a lot out of you, you know, oh, yeah. and you, with that, you, um, you fuck up like the alignment of the nose and it's no longer that person. So you yeah, it throw is. It in. Yeah. It's stressful. So it's a bit of stress relief, just doing just sketchy free stuff. But at the same time, it was always, for me, it was, I always wanted to, it was the art I always wanted to do. But I wanted to be able to. I wanted to have bones first. I wanted to be technically able to do eyes or, or a nose or hands or, or whatever before I 
could focus on what I wanted to do. Right. Do now, you know, like actually, I mean, there's a certain degree of evolution as you get more comfortable. Mm. Um, and I'm still learning, just like you, you know. Right. Yeah. Time frame, but I, I'm kind of impatient in how how quickly I want to be at the point I want to be at. So. So it's still, a, you know, very much a, a work in progress, and how it'll progress from here, I don't know. But I, I've got ideas in my head how I want it to go, um, and it'll probably be larger. You know, I'd like to do something that was a massive, you know, visceral kind of meaty thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the? Fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my one of my dreams is to do like a four by six foot portrait of some <laughs> monster where I could just. Go, you know, I love to do the texture and wrinkles, but like at a huge scale to me, that seems like it'd be so much fun to get in there and just really, because when you step back from that thing, it would just be like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what's yeah, the, but, what's the largest you've ever painted at? Uh, not that big. Uh, really? Lee, uh, A2. I don't know if you do the conversion. A2. That is like. Uh, it's like a, like a poster. You know, average poster size is probably um, the biggest I've, I've painted. Um, yeah. I have got one on an easel in the other room that I started bigger than that, but it's um, more of a you know, just to have a play. But it takes time, you know. You know, you know, you you don't you do a lot of bigger paintings, but you know, right? Every, yeah. For me, that's like a big painting. That's a, I usually work you know, really small. Um, What's your average size? Like eleven? Well, how many inches? So, I would yeah, eleven by fourteen, or like this big, sort of. Yeah, smaller than that. Like uh, an eight by ten. Uh, yeah, A five is probably. I mean, you can't. The listeners at home might be able to see this, but yeah, that's that's. Yeah, kind of that it. seems like about eight by ten, maybe yeah. eight inches eight. by ten inches. Yeah. That wow. Little, all that stuff is that small. Like most of that stuff is that small. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and smaller than that. Some of them. Um, so there's that fine detail still happening. Right. But it's good because it's portable. I can put it in front. No, of it's, but I do want to do bigger stuff. Yeah. It's just purely for the, you know, the satisfaction of doing it. But right. like you, a buffer to actually be able to do that. I need to keep, still keep selling stuff so I can go, I'm not going to do that for a couple of months and I'm just going to do bigger stuff. Right. Um, but that's, it's practical uh, for a lot of ways though. It's like, it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's, you know, it's m more manageable. It's also oh, yeah. easier to ship and mm -hmm. it's less expensive for people. And also uh, it takes up less room on people's walls because that, I mean, that's an issue for people is, if I that's the one thing aside from the price, if you're making mm. like a huge painting, there's going to be just a tiny sliver of the collector population that will have the be able to afford it, but also be able to display it somewhere. Exactly. You know? It's a commitment of, uh, and that that's that's something I definitely like is is being able to create art that feels um, intimate. You know, they can put it in a in a bedroom or um, right. To enhance their love making or <laughs> whatever they want to do with it, I don't care. For whom they buy. Or in the kitchen, you know, like it's somewhere close by that they can, you know, it's it's there. They can admire it, and that's what a lot of people 
your buy my stuff tend to do, you know, it's which is cool. You know, they can appreciate it up close. Um, because, yeah, you definitely, it's more much more of a commitment to have, if you've got a larger piece to, like, where the fuck am I going to put it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like that, I don't even have space here to store big pieces. Or yeah, paint big yeah. pieces, you know? I'm, like, in a tiny, kind of a small bedroom that's mm-hmm. full of all kinds of crap, so. Yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of, um, and, and, yeah, like, and where, where can it go? Like, even probably for you, like, shipping a large piece in the States, it's still going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. You have to but, pay to get uh, it crated and everything. Like I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it financially. Having right. large, there's a show over there, and I, I had six pieces. Um, you know that would be a, a serious commitment. Doable, of course. You know, but um, is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Is you're, you know, you're taking, you're taking that much time away from these smaller pieces that are easy to sell. Yeah, and you're putting it towards this big thing that's going to be really hard to sell. <laughs> just like it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, well, you're you're narrowing down your your market, right? To, specifically to to certain certain groups who may not be into it. You know, and they may not be willing to to invest that amount of money. But or, yeah, are, maybe maybe they're plenty. into. They might be into it, but they might not have the money, and they might not have the space too. That's the other. It's like even a smaller little. Yeah, you have it's to. A, yeah, you have to know special collectors for that sort of thing. Exactly. I don't know those special. <laughs> I know a couple. I know a couple. Yeah, you probably would. I'd fucking hope so. You've been doing it long enough that you should have some yeah. um, special collectors. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's. I could probably think of maybe three collectors that might be interested in buying something big. Maybe, you know. Mm. But the. Th- you know, I've got this frame at my framers waiting for me it's a you know four foot by six foot which is you know huge i don't know how it is in meters i get that <laughs> and the, the frame is it's big thick gothic amazing frame and he's like saving it for me but wow. i don't even have i don't even have the space to do it i don't know where i would even paint it it's like i'd have to kind of um you know, if I was to do it in my current studio, I'd have to clear everything out just to fit the thing in there to paint it. So, or rent yeah. a studio, and then I, you know, because I, 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 I could definitely like put it in a show in L.A. and let them mm-hmm. deal with storage and stuff, and try and sell it, which would be cool. And they would have to deal with shipping it as well. But it's you know, it would take me six months probably working on that. I, I don't have six months worth of money saved up. Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah. It's the thing, isn't it? It's so and I think it's a, that, that's a again, that's something that I think people don't fully realise is that you know we we have to we have to chip away at this stuff. We have to make you know make a living. Unfortunately, right? Do um, and you you know like people will throw ideas at you like, wow, I'd love to see you paint a fucking you know distorted looking horse, you know, really huge. Right. And if you did totally buy it it's like well you probably wouldn't yeah give give me some money up front maybe <laughs> probably fucking wouldn't um and even if you did then i you know i can't take the time to to totally commit to that and i i've got nothing but admiration for um uh people like martin Whitworth. Um, oh yeah Dave. i know yeah. insanely good 
and I'm but, en- you know, envious of that. On what's going on to those, those things, you know, you're basically locking yourself away, and you know, you, you have to get. That's a different kind of market where you know that you're at that level that you can put some big price tags on them, but justified it's over. You've got a lot of fucking time into them, right? Go from the the big show to the big show to the big show, and so on and so on. Um, but you're always under a deadline in that respect, you know, right? But um, yeah, it's just the time commitment. And if you're in that position, then, then that's that's cool. But a lot of us aren't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to keep on plugging. Plug <laughs> yeah, I think the way to do it would be. The only way I could afford to do it would be to to approach a collector and say, I want to do this painting. Would you be interested mm-hmm. in buying it? And could you like give me some money to live on while I painted it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way it'd be possible for me. <laughs> just paint. Now it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could take half, you know, or something half up front and live, live try and live on that. And mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. I don't but, know. well, the thing is that that could actually happen. You know, you don't know unless you yeah. put these things out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's so many different strategies. I think your idea of wanting to get rich um, and still focusing on what you want to do is great, um, and I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> there's a way. I just know it. I know it. I know it. Part of yeah. part of it, though, part of it is you know investing in this community as well. I mean, I think that that's that's part of. <clears throat> you know, the rising tide that lifts all boats, you know, I was, the more we make people aware of the scene and the more mm. that we educate people about it and become more um, public about what we're doing and, and it becomes more mm. accepted, then we all will be able to, mm. you know, make, earn, earn more money from it. But that's why it's, I think it's important that <clears throat> we all support each other, which is what yeah. I see in this scene. 95% of the artists are very supportive of each other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could promote it. You, maybe you could have a like a parade, right? Some streets, um, you know, a float. Yeah, <laughs> dark art float. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome well, to see a giant Sam B head in a in a in a parade. <laughs> kind of thing, yeah, floating around. Could you imagine a dark art parade? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It would just be a bunch of old goths walking around. <laughs> it would be cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it would be actually. It would be pretty cool. It'd be amazing. Yeah, we've got the yeah. Ro- we've got the the uh, the New Year's Day parade in Pasadena, which is near me. That's like the yeah. big, you know, rose rose bowl parade. It'd be funny to try and make a float, <laughs> like a big evil float, to put in the parade. Yeah, cool, you know. But it might be something that a gallery would. Um, uh, might be interested in right. the spring, you know. Um, oh, that would be awesome. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. You'd have a bunch <laughs> of dark artists like on the float, all like waving at people. <laughs> Do a Kickstarter, you know, get it, get it happening. Get dark artists. Right. Like, oh, look, wave to chat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that is a, the, you know, Kickstarter's another amazing resource for people like us. You know, I, I am like, I can't do any more Kickstarters cause I still owe this book that I'm three years late on, but I'm finishing it this year for sure. But you know, once that goes, once I get this book done, 
I'm going to be able to do a lot kind of based on the book and I'll be able to do Kickstarters for other projects because I have a lot of things lined up. It's just, uh, and Patreon too. I got to talk to you about Patreon because I think you would, you should be on Patreon. I'm always saying that to everybody though, but really. I don't know about that. I honestly don't know what I would, um, offers. You uh, paint so much. You paint, don't you paint like every day? Yeah, but they don't need them. The people no. people want to see your process. They want to see everything you're painting. It's it, there's a lot of people out there that there's people mm. that donate to my Patreon that don't even take a reward. They just want it. They want to support. Like I would want to support you. Like you know your your favorite artist. Support you. What's that? Um, <laughs> Why did you say? Support you. <laughs> the dark art one. I do. I I think I. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Um, that's terrible, but you know, like there's, there's a lot of artists out there who are doing it and I, I, I worry that I would be, um, that, I it, it's for me, you know, and it's great when it works, but my concern is it becomes this circle of artists supporting artists and that you, in the end, you support 10 different patron and they, they're supporting you and there's not really a lot, you know, it's, there's not yeah, a lot. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. To yeah. Really... I'll talk to you about it off, off the air, so to speak, because there's really, you know, it's, I've support a bunch of them, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot, but I do that because I'm, I've got enough support just from fans. So I, you know, I could hundred, hundred bucks of it goes towards other people. So yeah, that's, that's great. I would, I would definitely be, you know, that, that sounds like me because I definitely like, the idea of supporting other artists is in, in some way is, is a fucking great thing to do. But it's, it's the thing is, is, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it another time. I yeah. don't want to bore people, but cause I'm always like, every time I, <laughs> I get with an artist who's not on Patreon, I'm like, you should be on Patreon. People are probably sick yeah. of hearing me talk about it, but it, it's, it's, it's an option. It's a, it's a way of it's, you know, it's money I can count on every month. It's amazing. It's like yeah. kind of like having a job, an extra, you know, just, I can count on this much money, so it's mm. that much less I have to kill myself. We right. definitely, yeah, I, I can definitely see the benefits of it. And yes, I do paint a lot. Like I, I don't actually, I don't actually post. I post a lot on on Instagram and stuff, but I I don't post everything I paint. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do four or five a day. <laughs> you, you so you've got the content. I'll tell yeah. the one the one thing is the trick is getting the getting the people and you've got a pretty big follow amount of followers on Instagram I believe don't you Yeah it's it's yeah it's a reasonable amount you know it's it's, it's yeah. the, the hardest thing is getting them over people that have never done it because they're like yeah. you know used to getting all this free content and then you're like what you're going to charge me but when they you know once once they get over there uh most people stay because it's it's like you know they want to see people want to see you know, behind the scenes stuff and they want to know what you're working on and your stuff that only they can see is kind of amazing. Like I, th I think of, I imagine Bekshinsky, if Bekshinsky or Giger had a Patreon, yeah. Oh, yeah. you would join that Patreon. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it would be like, Oh shit. I for, I could spend a dollar or $2 or five bucks a month and see everything Giger's working on all month. I would do that in a fucking heartbeat. That'd be great though. If yeah, you know, if, if that existed back then for those guys. Yeah, I know. You know, just seeing Giga, you call him Giga, I call him Giga. Um, um, 
just a, a video of him just laughing. Right. <laughs> Staring into space and just laughing. You know, <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Anything. Pictures of his workspace. I would love to see that, you know? Just laughing or just staring into space or preparing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but people probably would get into it. You know, look at him. Look at his, what he's making. He's making <laughs> or for, you know, I think of Frazetta would, or, or any of my favorite artists from like the past. It would be yeah, amazing to see their process. I mean, it, you know, so, and that's what, that's, you know, that's what this is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be like that. And there's people that want to see what we're doing too, you know? Yeah, no, you, you, you're quite right. I'll, I'll definitely um, give it some consideration. Yes. I'll, I'll give you the lowdown. <laughs> well, I've kept you on for just about two hours, so I, I should probably let you go paint. I imagine. Yeah, man. I appreciate yeah, you uh, taking the time, man. It's really cool. No, not a problem. It's been been nice to chat with you, Chet Zah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good, man. It's been really nice. It's been really nice in the chat. I mean, with you know, I've I've admired your work for for a long time, and it's just uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool that you know you actually get a chance to chat and see what you know what the things that you're into and the kind of level that you're on, which is good. Yeah, you know, same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, that's what this whole dark art society is all about, you know, S- supporting each other and fostering a community. And yeah, and giving people an insight. Into yeah, you know, how some of these people tick. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna lose some followers now. <laughs> no way, no way. You're gonna gain some followers. You'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, cool. thank th- yes, thank you for thank you for coming on, and thank you everybody out there in the world who listens. And if you can uh, share the podcast, if you can support the Patreon for even a dollar a month, it's patreon.com slash Dark Art Society. And uh, but if you can't even afford that, you can you can share the podcast. It, this is a word of mouth thing. I, I've haven't paid for any ads or anything. It's it's all been word of mouth. I'm gonna start. I'm going to try doing some ads. I just have not had a lot of luck with Gucci. Thanks, Gucci. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of luck with Instagram ads and Facebook ads, but I am going to try it for the Dark Art Society. But um, yeah, thank you for the support and for listening. And please spread the word. And thank you, Sam, for coming on the show and spending time and yeah, sh- sharing right. your story. So let's say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody. Bye. <laughs>